This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. And what is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. I am your host, Sweezy. I'm flicking name for a second. Uh, better known as the Four Play King. Most of you probably know me as the Four Play King. Welcome to the show today. Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. But you're wondering where we get the name. Well, I'm Sweezy. I'm going to say some stupid ass shit. And we're going to get canceled. Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Uh, what is going on today? I, I literally think this is probably our best episode that we've ever done. I got cool stories, uh, offending an entire city, but I don't think actually they're offended. I think they're pretty understanding of the situation. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to be the only podcast that's uh, reminding you that pee is stored in the balls. Uh, that's why it's called The Penis. And uh, for those of you who are listening... Uh, that will be a little surprise, uh, for later in this episode, so don't touch that dial. Remember when I used to say don't touch that dial when I was, like, interviewing people? Now, now I just put it to ad break. That's all, that's what we fucking do now, I just, like, put it to an ad break. Uh, but anyways, welcome to the show today. Go check out my music under Sweezy, wherever you stream your music, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube, wherever you're fucking streaming the music at. I'm apparently not supposed to cuss for this. It's the good boy, good boy time. First ten minutes is good boy time. After that, we can be assholes. Um, and the, but no, go check me out there. I have music. I think I do have an upcoming release coming coming up in May. Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Do I have coming up in May? Man proposes and God disposes. That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. No, I do not. That one broke the old. Uh, that one, like, <coughs> made a hard drive, like, stuff I can get off of it, but, like, not usable anymore. Um, so, anyways, though, yeah, don't get, you bet I'm coming up in May. You better believe I'm coming up in May. Check that out. You can also check out uh, the my socials as well at the Sweezy. Anywhere you get social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Post on TikTok a lot. Uh, and if I have cool ideas, I'm gonna post cool things on TikTok. So don't be weird there. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, that it's just Sweezy. Uh, most of it's the Sweezy. You know how to spell fucking the. And then Sweezy spelled like cancel Sweezy, but you take the cancel out of it, and that's cancel Sweezy. Uh, that's Shweezy everywhere. Uh, the Shweezy, like Twitch, twitch.tv slash The Shweezy. Every Thursday, I go ahead and play video games. I finished Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, that was like my third playthrough. First time on a stream, though, so that's pretty cool. Um, 
and uh, I played Fall Guys last week. Fall Guys is just, I don't know, I've, I've had a lot of fun playing Fall Guys. I need to get my friends on. They're on like an Overwatch kick, and I'm like, this is getting too toxic. I gotta, I gotta stay out of this. It's getting pretty, pretty toxic for me. Um, but, you know, I'm gonna need to get some more friends on Fall Guys. Um, I also, uh, I'm, if I can, I'm trying to get everything set up for a Nuzlocke. I've been talking about doing a Pokemon Nuzlocke. Uh, forever at this point, and uh, and I've not gotten it set up. It's been a long time coming. I'm, I'm very, my, it's like I pu- I try to put money into like the podcast and my music and stuff like that. Don't really put much money into fucking the Twitch, which I need to. Which is why you need to support me over on Twitch. You can, you know connect it with your Amazon Prime. You get Twitch Prime. Uh, following anyone on Twitch is free. But however, subscribing to someone is typically around five dollars a month to do so. With Amazon Prime connected for your Twitch Prime, uh, using that Twitch Prime for me really financially supports me. Typically $5. I don't get $5. I get a little bit less than that because fucking Twitch. But anyways, though, I still get financially compensated from that, so that's really cool. That's a great way to support me without spending any extra money than you're already spending every month. Because I know everyone everyone has Amazon Prime. I know we all think Amazon's the devil. And I agree. I think Amazon's bad. But you gotta admit, it's it's fucking easy to get things in a couple days. That's just very nice. Uh, and be like, I want this now, I want this, uh, I need this, I'm willing to wait two days, a week, I can't wait that long, uh, fucking shit like that, you know, you know what it is, uh, also go check out our Patreon page, uh, right now it's kind of just like a tip jar, so really supporting us over there is just a great way to say thank you for being a friend, and, uh, help me do what I do, I know you think it's like, well, it's probably going into fucking, uh, some bullshit, no, it actually goes to me, uh, so, so it's, or goes into, Schwoke Media and everything Schwoke Media does. Uh, I think that's our name of our... The, I think that's like the media company I have, but I don't really like advertise it. I don't, it seems weird. We're like, uh, brought to you by Schwoke Media. Uh, no, because Schwoke Media is uh, media that I do, and I don't need to fucking advertise it. I'm not like put, taking on clients for the most part. Uh, I'm not, um, kind of, I'm not. But I'm not being like, you have to advertise Schwoke Media. Uh, we're not doing that. Uh I'm not like try. At one point, I was gonna book like a ton of podcasts. Like you know, I was I was thinking of creating like a whole podcast universe where uh, that's why we don't have the Schwedcast anymore. If you don't remember that announcement, the reason why we don't do that anymore uh, is because I kind I kind of want to combine it with this show. I want to get back to inter- doing at least interviews or just talking and shit like that. Uh, but it was gonna be this show that was weekly, the Schwedcast. When I get interview people, uh, m- me and another person doing a weekly sh- uh, biweekly show. Uh, but all of that, all of that, most of that fell through. I was like, let's just stick to one podcast and do it every week and make it the greatest fucking podcast ever. So, uh, speaking of being the greatest fucking podcast ever, uh, free shit you can do. I know we got a lot of audio only listeners. Go check out our YouTube. I'm begging you. I'm begging you right now. Go check out our YouTube page, uh, because, uh, we're trying to infiltrate that algorithm. You don't have to necessarily check out the shows unless you're one of those people who are like, you know, you, you put it up on, like, your Apple TV or your Roku and shit like that. You know, you put it up on Spotify or, like, Apple Podcasts or, like, Stitcher or whatever, whatever fucking podcast plus you do. I think I filled out, like, a million of them, like, five years ago. And I'm just like, I assume everyone's got the figure that I haven't heard anyone like, put your podcast on this thing. And I'm like, oh, right, I will. Then you just go in and send me your RSS link, and that's all you do. That's all, that's all it is, folks. So if I'm not on your preferred link, go there. Um... But no, if you're like at your home, you just throw it on the TV. Throw up the YouTube because we're trying to we're trying to be like a YouTube affiliate, and we're trying to that way uh, when people watch on YouTube or watch the highlights, uh, we can get a little kickback from that. We're trying to get there. 
uh, that's a goal. We're trying to get there, and uh, so we need people on the YouTube page. So if you're like watching on your TV, go check it out. Obviously, if you're driving, you know, just stick to how you're doing it. Uh, if you're at work, obviously, uh, for the most part, you're like, no watching YouTube at work, but you can listen to podcasts on your phone, you know. So, yeah, I, I understand how you are. Uh, so go do that. Don't be stingy. And uh, we post highlights of the show, so if there's a segment you really like, uh, make sure you share that with your friends and family and grandma and grandpa, especially grandma and grandpa. We're talking about fucking bidets, and they'll be like, I think that clean, clean, clean ass is gay. And I'm like, well, leave a comment. So uh, tell me why cleaning your ass is gay, fellas. Fellas, is it gay to clean your ass? Um, anyways, uh, oh, we got to mention Josh Casey. Josh Casey actually does think it's gay to clean your ass. And I know he commutes now. He, he stopped commuting for a while, and now he commutes again. So I know he listens to this shit. And I'm like, Josh, fucking clean your ass. It's disgusting. Uh, now I'm, like, worried. I'm like, Josh, please don't sit down in my house. Uh, we're worried about your ass. I'm like, you're like, well, I'm wearing underwear, though. I'm like, yeah. Uh, but I realize, though, if you buy clothing from Five Below, uh, that clothing material is not very good. But you should also be aware it was from Five Below. And uh, that quality is not very good. Okay, anyways, though, uh, I have gone on enough rants for today uh, for the beginning of the episode. Now time to go on to the actual episode of uh, Cancel Sweezy. Let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now uh, is all all the news uh, that actually happened this week. I know people are like, oh, well... Gas prices, uh, Dark Brand, and Dark Brandon is fucking hilarious. By the way, uh, once we get once we get a good news article, we're gonna be talking about Dark Brandon because Dark Brandon is my fucking favorite. He's just he's just fucking not give a shit. Part of me feels like Joe Biden isn't running for running for elections. He just doesn't give a shit. Um, but anyways, though, I, I can't speak for anything. Uh, but I can speak for the news that happened last week. So I'm going to talk about that because I can. Um, First up, uh, the first article we do have is from NBC, Connecticut. Uh, our friends over there, meaning we have no affiliation at all. Uh, Southwest Airlines pilot asks passengers to stop airdropping nudes. What? Uh, a, South <laughs> a video of a Southwest Airlines pilot saying he will pull back the airplane and return to the gate if passengers do not stop sending nude photos over airdrop has gone viral. The incident occurred before takeoff to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, according to a TikTok video that captured the bizarre announcement. The video, which user Taylor Marsalis uh, uploaded to th Thursday, had received more than 2.8 million views as of Wednesday afternoon. The caption of the video says, Southwest takes airdropping nudes very seriously. Here's the deal, the pilot said over the intercom in the video. If this continues while we're on the ground, I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved. And vacation is going to be ruined. So this is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> uh, this is pretty fucking funny. Um, I, I don't even know. Well, what's this button do? First of all, ride or die, bitch. It's very funny. Um, because recently I was in a conversation where it was like, I don't work a day job anymore. I'm kind of doing music, and I'm kind of doing this podcast. I'm making that my job, um, and I'm just m making it work. So with that, you you know, I it's been a while since I've actually had to talk to, like, be in an office, talk to, like, an HR representative, stuff like that. And, uh, and I feel like I've, I've gone too far in my self-psyche. I don't think I'd be able to do that anymore. 
Uh, why? Uh, probably by day two, we called into HR. Excuse me, uh, Schweg. Uh, we need to talk. Uh, did Have you been airdropping a picture of a black man with the biggest penis on the entire face of the earth? And I'd be like, yeah, because it makes me laugh. And they're like, you can't be doing that at work. And I'd be like, well, why not? It's funny. Um, and I was like, people, no one actually thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. It's like, yeah, just because you think it's funny doesn't mean everyone's going to think it's funny. And then I'd be like, okay, I won't do it again. And then the next day I'd be showing them about fucking old men jerking off videos. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And I'd be back in there. You you showing pornography at work? I'm like, I'm not really showing pornography because I feel like if it's good, like porno- what we consider pornography is like stuff we would probably actually like. Uh, this is old men having sex with each other slash jerking off. And HR would be like, you can't be showing that at work. And then I'd probably be written out. And I'd be like, you're, pro- you're going to be fired if you start to keep doing that shit. But like, well, that considers it. Back to back to music because music, you can, you're, you're just getting, a, it's just sexual harassment all the time. Harassment and the sexual harassment. And you're like, it's funny the shit you do with in entertainment that you're that you would not do if you worked in just a fucking office. It's so funny. You're like, you know, if you decide you want to entertain people, uh, general decency is going to be thrown out the window. Uh, anyways, though, uh, is it so? Were these pat? So like, it sounds like this was like a problem that there were so many nudes being sent back and forth that the cap the captain was like, you guys got to stop this shit. Uh, but it also kind of sounds like to me that the, uh, the, not the captain, the pilot had his airdrop open for everyone. And everyone was sending him, uh, and I can't imagine it's not this, uh, a man named Wood, uh, who we call Wood, real name Jordy, uh, with the biggest black penis that anyone has ever seen on this entire earth. I can't imagine it was not that, because that's my favorite thing to airdrop to anyone. Uh, and that's why I don't work in an office anymore. So that's why I work here. That's why I work here, uh, yelling into a microphone. And some of you thinking, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, but you're the one who fucking clicked on my face. So uh, whose fault is it now? Um, anyways, though, um, don't send nudes unless it's consensual. That's all I'm going to say. I don't really have anything else to say on that. Just... Only send nudes if it's consensual, um, or you're just with your friends, and it's funny. <laughs> you're sending black dicks. It's funny. This one's from Variety. Um, I've been interested in this article or something like this for a while, and I'm kind of curious. I've done, I've done a little bit on this, so uh, let's just jump in right into it. <laughs> I don't know why I hit that. Uh, Leah Michelle confronts bullying accusations, slams online rumor, claiming she can't read. It's sad. What? Uh, Leah Michelle sat down with the New York Times ahead of her opening night on Broadway playing Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl and confronted accusations of bullying made over the years by her former Glee cast member Samantha Marie Ware came forward in 2020 to accuse Michelle of making traumatic microaggressions against her on the set of Fox musical comedy uh, War Ware... 
or where said Michelle threatened to get her fired, among other forms of bullying. Glee star Heather Morris supported Ware, writing on Twitter that Michelle should be called out given the disrespect with which she treated others for as long as she did. I knew from one day one when I attempted to introduce myself, there was nothing gradual about it. As soon as she decided that she didn't like me, it was very evident, Ware told Variety in a 2020 interview. It was after I did my first performance, that's when it started. The silent treatment, the stare-downs, the looks, the comments under her breath, the weird passive-aggressiveness. It all built up. Michelle told the Times that the allegations of bullying against her prompted an intense time of reflection about her conduct at work. The actor traced a line from her set behavior to her early days as a child star on Broadway where perfectionism was drilled into her. I have an edge to me. I work really hard. I leave no room for mistakes, Michelle said. That level of perfectionism or that pressure of perfectionism left me with a lot of blind spots. The bullying accusations cost Michelle her spokesman spokesperson gig with HelloFresh, which said it does not condone racism nor discrimination of any kind. According to the actor, being able to reflect on her conduct following the accusations equipped her to take on a leading Broadway role in Funny Guy. I really understand the importance and value now of being a leader, she said. It means not only going and doing a good job when the camera's rolling, but also when it's not. And that wasn't always the most important thing to me. Michelle declined to speak further about Ware's accusations, adding that she does not feel the need to handle things through the media. One media topic Michelle did address, however, is the ongoing social media rumor claiming she can't read or write. The rumor first gained traction after Glee star Naya Rivera wrote in her memoir that Michelle re refused to improvise during a scene. One more thing, podcast hosts Jay Hunt and Robert Ackerman joke that Michelle must not be able to read since she never commented on Rivera's stories. Social media picked up on the joke and turned it into a meme fodder, the circulation of which continues. I went to Glee every single day. I knew my lines every single day, Michelle said. And then there's a rumor online that I can't read or write. It's sad. It really is. I think often if I were a man, a lot of this wouldn't be the case. Head over to the New York Times. Okay, Michelle's probably okay. okay. We, don't need, we all don't need our. I don't give a shit about that. So this has been a, been a really funny rumor. First of all, the whole the whole like you know no one would accuse me of not being able to read if I was a man. Um, to be honest with you, wasn't it men who weren't able to read for the longest time? It was women because they had to like teach children and shit stuff. Wasn't it women who did know how to read? For no, no, I think. I'm wrong about history. Don't don't actually go at me with that. You know, when Taylor Swift, because I, I respect Taylor Swift a lot, and she she actually has, you know, gone through the gauntlet of this shit. And you know, she when she actually says, you know, you know, if I was a man, she does have a song. I don't know if I was a man, and you know, stuff like that. She has that. If she actually went, if she when she does make a statement on stuff like, you know, if I was a man, this would be a lot easier for me. Stuff like. Uh, writing a breakup song, like fucking Bruno Mars, and she she always used Bruno Mars. She's like Bruno Mars writes something. I'm like, she's okay. Well, I fucking do it. It's whatever. I know. And she's like, yeah, I'm obviously aware my dating life has been in the spotlight, and I probably didn't do that the best, you know, and shit like that. But like, she's dating like normal people. So yeah, the problem is songwriting and stuff. And then made me. It makes me like not be like I'm not gonna tell anyone who I date. And even my friends are like, you're dating someone. I'm like, oh, no. Um. Anyways, though, so I don't think the if I was a man works any better because uh, men, men and women, I feel like men and women get the same opportunity of knowing how to read uh, as anyone else. Um, that's that's being said. So 
if you if you haven't known, I've done like a little bit of research, aka I've scrolled on TikTok. That's the research I've done. Um, and so basically people will like summarize this. So she has two books out, not a lot of words in them. One even like write your own things down and stuff like that, a lot of pictures and stuff like that. That's one thing. People have also noticed when she does sign for photos, uh, like the writing's really weird and stuff like that. Uh, most of her pictures on Instagram and stuff like that are just emojis. And then, uh, clearly the ones with do have text are clearly like an assistant wrote this, you know, stuff like that. Very weird. Uh, she said there was one thing that she worked with the guy who created Glee something Murphy who created Glee. Who created Glee? Who created Glee? Ryan Murphy, that's it. I, I remembered it before I even finished the Google search. Uh, Ryan M Murphy knew her secret or something like that in that she, you know, she did, which actually, the, the secret was, like, she couldn't read. Um, and, oh, no, she, and then she was, like, on, uh, and then there's, like, some, like, you know, like, shows, like, you know, fucking Ellen or whatever. They played Cards Against Humanity on Ellen, and she just picked, like, her top card, and you're like, oh, that says, and, and stuff like that. Uh, there's one, one where... She had, uh, she was like reading a book or something like that, and well, part of her hair was covering her ear. Uh, and everyone's like, Is there an ear pierce in there or stuff like that? You know, stuff like that. So, um, and then I also saw another TikTok of a guy, two guys who were like extras, they're gay. Um, that was this, that's not important to the story. I just thought I'd bring that up because they're like, Yeah, we were, we're gay, and it was like, Okay, this is not important to the story. Well, I actually think he talked about his boyfriend who was also an extra on the show, so I think it was important to the story. Um, That's rough, buddy. Uh, but anyways, he was like, so I guess he tweeted something about Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle went away with her phone for a while and then came back, and that guy was fired for something he said about Leah Michelle on Twitter or whatever. Um, and so then they're like, yeah, she can read. Um, I was like, well, what level? And, you know, I kind of get, like, if she can't read, like, it does make sense to a, to a point. Uh, because, like, she was a you know, child on Broadway, she's probably working, her parents, you know, like, I have a lot of friends uh, in the Christian, or I people I know, I only have, like, one friend who was actually Christian homeschooled, in, um, he was the actual, he's, like, the only person I know who's, like, I think you're the only person who was homeschooled and actually got a real education, because other people are, like, you ask them to read something, and, like, they barely know how to read that shit, because um, he was probably, like, I'm homeschooled, and they just, like, faked her shit, you know? And you'd be surprised how easily you can get away with fucking homeschool bullshit. You know, it's it's very surprising how easily you can get away with that shit. Um, and so, like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, why did you do it? You grew up in Broadway, maybe homeschooled, maybe took, like, you know, those kind of schools and just kind of like, you know, just, just sit here or whatever, work on your lines, figure it out, and stuff like that, you know. Uh, and I'm not saying, oh, another thing I remember seeing is that uh, they were doing, like, a Spring Awakening performance, which I played in that musical, so I know all the music. Uh, that shit, uh, it wasn't, like, hard. Well, a lot of it was hard, but... Or kind of just... But it was, like, it's an, a guitar musical, but I wasn't the director. It's another guy directing, but he was also playing the piano at the same time. It was a rough time for everyone. Um, but they did that. They were doing a performance, and Lee Michelle didn't have music on her stand. <laughs> which you could be like, yeah, she's those are memorized. But, like, also, it's like... Maybe she maybe she just listened to something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not making any points, but like it's super interesting to think about. Like, does Leah Michelle not know how to read? Like, that'd be so weird. What I would say though, Leah, Leah, Leah Michelle. I know it's not your full real name. Uh, 
I do think you're attractive, but but you are kind of bitchy, so you should apologize to people. Also, uh, if you do actually know how to read, uh, you should prove it. Prove it to everyone. Prove it to the world. Just end this from now. For End it for everyone now. If you are actually going to end this whole conspiracy that you can't read, you're going to have to end that rumor yourself. Only if there's a, like, say, if there's a rumor about me, like, uh, or something like that. I don't know what rumor. There's a rumor about me saying, like, oh, I, I can't, I can't see or whatever. <laughs> whatever. And I'll be like, I'm going to prove to everyone that I know how to see. Uh, point something to me, and I will tell you exactly what it is. No earpiece, uh, and we're going to make sure there's no memorization involved. That, that's what I would do. Leah, Leah, do that shit. Do that shit. Just prove to the world. Just end if, like, there's, that's something, end if not, you're just making things worse for your fucking self. That's all you're doing. So do that shit. Don't be stingy. Or, yeah. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. All right. Um, straight from NPR, uh, J.K. Rowling's new book about a transphobe who faces wrath online raises eyebrows. Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, J.K. Rowling, who rose to fame as the author of the Harry Potter series, is known for writing about magical subject and fantasy worlds. But her latest book bears more than a passing resemblance to reality. And critics say, not in a good way, uh, The Ink Black Heart is, is the sixth installment of Rowling's thriller series, uh, Corman Strike, which she penned under the pseudonym Robert Galbraith. Uh, the 1,024-page tome started raising eyebrows as soon as it hit stores on Tuesday. Observers noted that the plot appears to mirror Rowling's own experience of taking heat and losing fans for expressing transphobic views in recent years. Rowling has said publicly that the book was not based on her own life, even though some of the events that take place in the story did in fact happen to her as she was writing. Although I have to say, when it did happen to me, those who had already read the book in manuscript form were like, are you clairvoyant? Rowling <laughs> wrote in Q&A on Galbraith's website. I wasn't clairvoyant. I just, yeah, it was just one of those weird twists. Sometimes life imitates art more than one would like. Uh, Rowling has made her own opinions known particularly in regards to the transgender community. Over the last several years, she faced backlash in 2019 for publicly supporting Maya Forstarter, a researcher who had lost her job over transphobic tweets. The following year, Rowling posted several controversial tweets, including one opinion piece that mocked the term people who menstruate. I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. She tweeted, Wombin, Wimpund, Wombund and published a long statement expressing her concerns with the consequences of the current trans activism. You know, I don't know, it, it, you know it's funny. Um, I, I remember she did have, like, her, but it's like a third in a series or whatever. Like, this person is struggling uh, being a turf. They're struggling with being a turf. What the hell is wrong? What, why do people get so mad about transgender people or whatever? Like, you know, I know there's, like, it's similar to the gay situation I think I've, I've talked about before, where it's like, you know, just because someone's gay and accepting that someone's gay doesn't mean you have to fuck them. Uh, that's what that means. And uh, just because you don't want to fuck a trans person doesn't mean you're transphobic. But uh, talking about how uh, they're not real people and how uh, they don't deserve equal rights, uh, that makes you an asshole. Um, because that's it. Which is weird because J.K. Rowling was so forward in regards to, like, LGB, not the T, LGB, uh, stuff like that when, 
Like, I think before the seventh book came out, she was like, yeah, Dumbledore, I think Dumbledore's gay. Or did Dumbledore ever, someone kid asked, like, did Dumbledore ever have a wife? She was like, mm, no, nah, I think Dumbledore's kind of gay. Uh, I don't think he would have a wife. Um, and then that was kind of before Grindelwald, and you're like, yeah. Which, you know, it's good, and stuff like that. And then she starts saying more shit on Twitter, and then eventually more people are like, well, you're not, no one's born gay. J.K. Rowling just says you are at one point. Uh, and then now we're at a point where... Um, she, everyone just hates her because she's a turf. And it's not like being like, it's only to be like, well, I don't think I would be transgender. That's one thing. Uh, but she's like, she's like really, really, she's like a real turf. Like, people are like, you meet people who are just fucking assholes. They're like, you're, you're fucking, you're transphobic. No, I actually think women deserve rights. All right, then you're a turf. No, it's like, fucking. You know, women should get rights. Not if you were a man, though. Fuck, fuck you. Maybe, she, maybe she's had a lot of problem with men. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know how you not have a problem with men? Don't date the shitty ones. That's good. Uh, that's, that's a good. That's a good way to uh, do that. Like, you're like, I like dating assholes, and I'm not trying to make a fucking like. Don't don't date fucking pussy. <laughs> but like at the same time. Um, you are what you eat. That's also my, no, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. But anyways, though, uh, she's a turf. Um, and fucking funny. And she's like, I'm gonna write how someone's life was ruined because they became a turf. And, uh, yeah. And she said, have to do with it. My fourth, my fourth, or there was lost her job, transphobic tweets. You know, and you go to a doctor, people are like, yeah, I want a doctor to go by my preferred pronouns. And it's like, most doctors, normal ones at least, will be like, okay, clearly trans. Still got the penis. Um, and I'll be like, yeah, okay, we, let's work from there. Still got the penis? No. Uh, you know what happened in that surgery? Well, I guess it really only really becomes relevant. You're like, only becomes like, clearly someone's like, well, I am transgender. Um, and the bottom surgery part only really applies when, uh, when you get to, uh, penis and vagina problems. That's the only time it really matters. Um, people are like, yeah, you're clearly trans. I'm just gonna put, I'm just gonna put your preferred pronoun down there. They, them, all right, let me just write that in. Um, uh, anyways, though, which makes me wonder, because she's kind of been writing some dumbass shit, fucking shit. Um, and uh, makes me wonder, like, what are we doing with the Fantastic Beast? Because I still want Harry Potter content. I fucking love that shit. But should we leave, let J.K. Rowling continue to do this shit, ruin our favorite things? Because, like, what is it? Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore, like, I, jo- I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was really cool. Especially with the screenplay, there's a lot of cool things. Like, she still had it there. Like, she's almost to do there. But then, like, people weren't seeing it. It's not popular, and now it makes me worried. Now Discovery, Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers Discovery is going on. I'm just, like, you know, I'm worried about that whole thing. So, Jake and Rowling, stop being fucking shit. Maybe we should find, like, the Dave Filoni to fix this shit. Let's find... Harry Potter needs a Dave Filoni. Who could it be? I think Morgan Ross of Movie Flame, he should be... That's who she be. He should... That's who... Uh, should be the Dave Filoni for the Harry Potter franchise. Uh, and not someone who needs to talk to J.K. Rowling. All right, let's end this on a positive note. Tonight, our last article of the evening. Corn Palace is surprised by the announcement of a possible Corn Kid visit to South Dakota from Farm Forum. Uh, or Tariq or Corn Kid, an apt moniker for the young TikTok sensation whose love of corn went viral, is coming to South Dakota this weekend. 
South Dakota Department of Tourism stated in a press release sent Friday that Tariq is officially scheduled to visit the Corn Palace in Mitchell. The release states the Department of Tourism will hold a press conference with Tariq Saturday morning, which includes asking him questions and a corn tasting. The department will also bestow Tariq with the title of South Dakota Corn Besater. To respect Tariq, as he's the just a youngster, we will we are not actively publicizing the press conference. Spectators won't be turned away, but we are hoping to avoid an overwhelming crowd. The early stated, the announcement of the, his viral was news to Corn Palace staff. However, whose venue will now host Tariq and his family after the state's Department of Tourism made a surprise announcement Thursday? We just found out about it. Craig stuck. Uh, Stucky Corn Palace box office concession supervisor said, obviously, we're looking forward to to it. We have some details to work out, some things to figure out, but we just don't know anything yet. South Dakota Dot uh, Public Relations Director Caitlin Svedson told the Farm Forum and Department of Communications with the Corn Palace on Tariq's potential visit, but the information might not have trickled down to all the staff members. Now, the Gregory Brothers made this song, and I'm, I'm a member, I, I'm old enough to remember Ben Trigger's song. Um, it's weird because uh, the guy from the Ben Trigger song, not that interesting of a person, to be honest. He, he was just funny on the news one time, and someone made a song out of it. And now, like, this is just a kid who's on the news, or like, I won't be on the news, it's corn! Big bumper knobs, it has the juice! And stuff like that, he's just really, he just really liked corn, and he liked talking about it. And they made a song about it. Now that's viral. So we're at like a point where, like, we're on a press conference with some random ass kid. But anyways, he might be like a super social kid. So who knows? If you're in South Dakota, go check out. Go meet the fucking corn kid. Uh, you know, why not invite the Gregory brothers too? I don't, why do they not invite them or whatever? I don't know. But uh, yeah, as, as as we would say. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. About about all that. Yeah. Have you ever been out in public and thought? Hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy. That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. 
Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, I need to talk about uh, the the crazy show Saturday night I had uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, wonderful place, I have to say. I like St. Louis. Um, some of the people, no, but... When I say some of the people in St. Louis I don't like, um, everyone's like, oh, I'm from St. Louis. I'm like, I'm probably not talking about you. You're not, like, listening to my music or you're not listening to this podcast, not coming to shows. You know, you're not those people. Just the other people. You know who I'm talking about. It's where you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Um, it was, uh, I played at – it was funny because it was at a uh, honky-tonk but in St. Louis. So I guess they were trying to mimic – a honky-tonk in Nashville, which uh, even then I wasn't too excited about. But uh, anyways, uh, I was like, okay, I'm down. Anyways, I wasn't like the performing. I wasn't even really, I was kind of more like relief. In, the, in a weird, It's a weird way. I kinda, I'll kind of explain it more when we get into it. Um, so anyways, though, you know, we, we get to St. We get to St. Louis. Uh, and I decide uh, to post on Instagram. Uh, you know what? I'll just fucking pull up the picture right here. Uh, it's a, we got a nice view of the arch, and it's, uh, come for the Cardinals, stay because your car got stolen, like, just that. And, to clarify this joke, the photo can go away now, to clarify this joke, uh, touring musicians, it's, it's very common as a touring musician, there's a lot of places, even very similar to this, but it's very common with touring musicians, like, when you go to St. Louis, and, like, you're saying, you should go see this, but, uh, and stuff like that, so it's like, St. Louis, come for the food, stay because your car got stolen, and, you know, you could use it with probably any city that has ever existed out there, I decided to use it with St. Louis. Uh, that was a mistake, uh, yeah, it was a, That's rough, buddy. Uh, Congratulations. Better that. You played yourself. Better that one. Um, so, yeah, I played myself there. I, uh, so I got, like, five messages, like, family, friends, like, around there. Like, your car got stolen? Are you okay? Are you gonna, are you figure anything out? I was like, well, <laughs> I, had to be, I had to explain uh, to people. Because, you know, when you explain a joke, that makes it really good. Like, that's how you make a, that's how jokes are made great, is when you fucking explain them to people. Uh, yeah, I had to explain to them, no, this is like a touring band joke. Uh, we're fine. Uh, I actually didn't even drive to this gig. Uh, someone else did. Uh, and people were like, you didn't drive to your own show? I was like, well, you're, you're in a car with other people, okay? It's not, it's not, it's not a good idea to have four people driving separately to this shit, okay? Uh, it's time for you to fucking grow up. Figure some shit out. Uh, anyways, so, so, that was fun, uh, because we were in there. And it was like downtown St. Louis, so it's like, we were walking distance from Bush Stadium. That's where the Cardinals play. Uh, you could see the arch. We could probably, aka, we were walking distance to see the arch. Honky Tonk St. Louis. Actually, you know, I, I like that bar. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I, I did enjoy playing at that bar. And it was walking distance. So everyone's with me and they're like, 
Yeah, it's not safe to be walking around this neighborhood. Because I was like, I'm, I want to look around and stuff, stuff like that. We have time. A lot of times, if you if you know anything, like you have time to kill, and like you don't want to just be sitting around or whatever. Like you're traveling, you know. I want someone to look around places, stuff like that. And so, but eventually, I was like, I guess I shouldn't wander around because apparently it's a dangerous neighborhood. Then I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. And I was like, I could Uber eat something, but I don't want to fucking do that. It's like, even then, though, you know, like Uber eats shit, you're like, I don't want to eat, like, something cold. I'll just eat something that's that's not fucking been cooked 80 minutes ago. So there was a White Castle. I saw that, and I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to go to that White Castle. And people were like, don't go. There was a gas station here. They like, don't go to that gas station. You'll get killed. So I went to that uh, I went to the White Castle. I ordered food. I ate the food came back i realized then and there i realized then and there uh, a lot of things uh first of all this you could get robbed in this neighborhood it wasn't it wasn't didn't wasn't out of the possibilities but for me i was like i wasn't too worried i'm like you know if you're not afraid of black people you're not you're gonna you you you're, probably walk to this white castle eating your food it's, it wasn't that big of a deal or anything like that. No one's going to rob me. I look poor. Was um, <laughs> though. So, yeah. Well, just a reminder. Sometimes, think to yourself for a second, folks. When you, when you go somewhere, think to yourself. Is this a dangerous neighborhood? Or is it only dangerous if you're afraid of black people? Because if you're not afraid of black people, you're going to be fine in a lot of places. Um, I also think I can't go to bars anymore. Especially bars with live music. Because it's like, I don't know why, what happens now. I don't know if it was a COVID thing, but, like, I'm just not talking to real people for a while. It was, like, I tried to talk to women and stuff like that, and I was, like, I don't, you know, you just, like, because you have to feel, like, confident, you have to be, like, good in yourself, and I'm, like, maybe I didn't have enough drinks in me or whatever, and I I didn't know the situation. So, um, it was for this country artist, the, the band I've been playing with, they're a backup band for this artist. And they're like, well, we're going to have, they told me, like, you, you, they wrote me into coming along. Well, you should come with us. Uh, we'll let you play some songs or whatever. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, I'm going to come up and play one song. Whatever. I have no fucking clue what that means. One thing I knew, though, I'm not getting paid for this fucking thing. Uh, that's for sure. So anyways, though, I'm like, I feel, I'm just like not feeling it. I'm like, I don't know if I can go to bars anymore. You know, just like, I can obviously sit there and drink, but I don't know if I'm able to go to bars and like meet people, you know, and shit like that. Anyways, then, though, I guess the plan was that the the artists that they're playing for, because uh, they wanted music the full time. They did not want any music to stop at any time. They didn't want, because usually, if you're doing, like, a four or five hour set, you're going to take a couple breaks. Uh, they didn't want breaks. So, the plan is, like, he would, the artist would do a couple acoustic songs, and the band would take a break. Then the band would have me come back up, come up and play a couple songs, and the the singer guitar player would take a break. That's how it worked out. So after that happened, I was like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good. Uh, and stuff like that. And I don't know. I just needed that confidence. Because I don't know. Music is just so easy. That's why, that's why we do music, people. We do music because uh, it just instinctively makes people think you're cool. And uh, especially if you, you're, you do it right, people will definitely think you're cool. And so that just helped me. So I was like, you know, I was just able to talk to women. And I was like, hey, what's up? And it was like, girls went at me and stuff like that. It was it was, it was great. And I'm going to get on more than that a little bit in a little bit. Um, uh, oh, yeah, no. And then I think at one point on stage I said, um, I don't know why I said this. Um, 
actually, I remember what I said. I'll say it after this. Uh, I said, let's fuck this shit up. And then I remember, I'm like, no, I remember in my mind, I'm like, be nice to venues. Don't be, don't be that fucking asshole to venues. I'm like, figuratively, of course. I was like, fuck, let's fuck them shit up. Figuratively, of course. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, fucking. But I don't know. It was funny. Uh, I guess it came across funny. I think the reason why I did say that, though, is, you know, in between when I actually played, I sitting outside talking, and then, you know, if you're at a bar, people just come home and talk to you, and you just gotta learn to, like, just go into the conversation. That's how you meet people. You gotta actually talk to people. People won't talk to you, you gotta talk to them. Uh, one guy just handed me a, a, a joint, I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll smoke it. Uh, not realizing, oh, I still have to play music, and I've never played music high before. That is something, because, you know, uh, I've, I've been drunk and, like, picked up my guitar and played, and so I kind of know, like, hey... This is, I shouldn't get to how far I should be up, get faded or whatever, you know, stuff like that. No, but I've never smoked weed hot and played music, so that was fun. Uh, another thing is, uh, it was Cubs versus the Cardinals game. And for those you don't know, my dad was a massive Cardinals fan. And, uh, you know, I just feel like the idea of sharing a joint with some Cubs fans would probably make him roll in his grave. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, I could easily see that being the case. Anyways, though, I got really high off a single joint. Um, I don't know if that's, like, I think you can get really high off a single joint. Um, anyways, though, yeah, I think that's when I want to Let's fuck some shit up, figuratively, of course. Um, and then with a mixture of alcohol, because I was on the band's tab. Somehow I got on the band's tab. Well, actually, I was part of the band, so I did get on the band's tab. Uh, I had a, probably about nine Red Bull vodkas, and you're probably like, that's a lot of Red Bull vodkas. Let's be honest. Those drinks weren't very strong. I'm just going to let you know that. They were pretty watered down. Uh, so nine Red Bull Vodkas, like... And then then getting really high. That that really added to it. So, like, I noticed... I noticed women coming on to me. So <laughs> this is the point. This is the point where, like, I have to... I have to wonder, am I autistic? Because... Because of this situation, I'm like, I have to be autistic. Because I'm not understanding these social cues. So, you know... Um, you know, I had, like, two advances of... Okay, there's three advances for... Three women interactions, I will say, that happened this night. Uh, one happened, and, like, she, like, legitimately went from the other side of the bar to stand next to me and try to talk to me. Like that, and I just, like, ah, eh, whatever. Because, like, you know, I'm trying to think, you know... It's 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 hard for a guy who doesn't want to fucking uh, assault women. You know, because you're like, oh, you could make a move... But it could, she could be like, what the fuck are you doing? And stuff like that. And you're like, I'm so sorry. I just thought, I just thought this. I was trying to be cool. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, apparently she was coming on to me because a guy decided to swoop in and, like, took her away and danced with her or some shit. Like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to get the fucking, because, like, we're, we had to leave that night anyway. I'm like, I'm not going to get the fucking, uh, the, the, vehicle keys, it was like, I don't know what kind of suburban type of car, uh, we were fucking the backseat, I'm like, don't be like, well, you could have fucked her, I'm like, I don't even know where we could do that, and can't, I was like, will you give me a blowjob, I'm like, that's not cool, you can't just be in that, um, anyway, so that happens, uh, and then later on the night, it happens again, a girl's like dancing, and like trying to make a move on me, and I'm like, she trying to make a move on me, or is she just having fun, and I'm, I'm like, whatever, I think at this point, I was like, extremely high. The same guy swiped in and started dancing with her. I was like, this dude is watching me like a vulture to make sure 
that uh that like he's like this guy gets chicks but doesn't realize it so i'm gonna get his sloppy seconds and they weren't even really sloppy seconds they're they're literally the appetizer that i didn't even know i had um anyways no like we kept playing songs and shit like that um and uh we do we do we we cover the band i play with we cover all-star now it's not a normal cover of all-star for the most part if we're playing a family family friendly show it's going to be a normal cover of all-star so that's not it um when uh, the venue is ass, uh, the women are not cool. Usually, um, I start making cum jokes inside the song. So the third verse, I would go, "Well, your mom starts coming and she won't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to nut for fun. Your dick gets soft and your hands get numb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with masturbating? You never know if you don't go." You never shine if you don't go. And, like, you just get a shock of horror on everyone's face in the bar. So, like, we did that, you know. So I did that. And uh, uh, most people didn't notice it, but a lot of people didn't notice it. And so then later, like, the bands, the other band's back up and playing. I'm just hanging out. And a girl walks by me, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing that. I just want to make myself feel good for a second. She's like, ugh, no. <laughs> she just walked by me. I'm like, yeah, you know. What reaction should I expect uh, when I start singing about coming and making your mom come? Um, ew or ugh, no, is the exact reaction I won. Anyways, though, we always end the night, like, the brand we did, Freebird, we all got up together and did that together. Uh, and then they're like, we want another song! And so we dicked around a little bit, and then I'm like, okay, we're going to do 1985, because we just recently learned that, and it was, it was fun. Uh, so, you know, I swing... And the, at the end of the bridge, like, stop, stop, stop. And we, the whole band just stops. And here's what happens. I, I decide to go on a fucking rant. I was like, do you guys know how in Encanto, the grandma's the bad guy? It's like, the, your family is the one who gives you trauma. Anyone agree with me? A lot of people did. Yeah, hell yeah. But it wasn't, like, enough for me to feel good. I'm like, well, that wasn't enough. Uh, and then I went, like, but we can all at least agree that Bruno did nothing wrong, right? He... Like, he just made the predictions. He didn't, he wasn't the actual problem with his family, right? And, and then I got, and yeah, it was the same level of worse shit. Whatever. And then we finished the song and shit like that. Then we went home. I didn't talk to any other women the rest of the night. Let's just put that into perspective. No other woman talked to me the rest of the night. And I'm like, okay, I, I didn't expect to, I didn't expect to after singing about coming uh, or whatever, you know? But, uh, Overall, though, I would say it was a fun night. Like, it was, it was fun because it was a Cubs game. And they said it wasn't as good of a crowd as they played there before. But, you know, I had enjoyed time. Bar was packed. People were into it, you know. It, it's made me, like, what was it? made me really think about, you know, uh, the quality of a, you know, of a show you put on. Or, like, when you play live music, the quality of it all. Because, you, know, you know, I've played all various types of shows. Like, thousands of people. Millions. I don't think I've done millions. I've done thousands. Um, you know, I've had like five people and less, minus less than that in a bar. I've had, you know, small intimate like house type shows and stuff like that. I've kind of, I've kind of done the gambit at this point of all the type of shows. And, you know, that, you know, that one really made me question because this is a venue that people will just go to. And I'm not so, I'm so not used to like, people are just going to show up to this. Like, we don't have to worry about bringing a crowd in to this place. Like, people are going to show up to this venue and it's going to be packed. It's fun, you know, and it makes you think, like, you think about quality and quantity and stuff like that, like, 
is this a quality show? Because, yeah, it is a cover. You know, we're mostly playing cover songs. But at the same time, it, it seemed like a quality show. It was a fun show. Like, even regardless of, like, if I genuinely enjoy the music, I can make a good time out of it. So it's made me, made me differentiate. So I don't know if any, I know a lot of music, music people listen to this show. Maybe you think, like, think about the quality of your show. Because if it's a huge crowd, uh, and you're not necessarily playing the music you love and maybe just playing covers and shit like that, but you know how to have a good time regardless, yeah, maybe take the show, you know? Don't be, don't be stingy there. Or, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, and stuff like that. And uh, also, it was great because I didn't get paid for that show. I don't know why I didn't get paid for that show. They were like, you're an intern tonight. Um, but the uh, nice thing about that show was that uh, I was able to experiment with, like, hey, what happens if I play music and get super high and drunk at the same time? And, you know, you figure out, like, how good am I at playing music? You know, you know the, the limits and stuff like that for that. And nice thing is, if I messed up pretty bad... I didn't get paid to be there, so it doesn't fucking matter. So, yeah, so remember at the end of the day, um, don't play yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Um, overall then, let's end with some Christian cringe. Uh, Relevant Magazine, back at it again, uh, bringing us the dumbest fucking shit that I've ever seen in my goddamn fucking life. Um, today, today we have how many of these classic Christian autumn activities have you tried? Um, Congratulations, you played yourself. All right, so as we've been know, it's hot girl summer. Um, and I guess Christian girl autumn has been a thing. But I am on a mission to end Christian girl autumn because it's going to be fat guy fall. We're bringing back fat guy fall. Fat Guy Fall is going to be uh, what takes out Christian Girl Autumn. Uh, so anyways, though, I'm going to look into this. As you know, it's Christian Girl Autumn. No, it's Fat Guy Fall. It's actually double Christian Girl Autumn since the U.S. Ha- was in full lockdown mode last year of festivities. In any case, a very happy Christian Girl Autumn to who- all who celebrate. Of course, Christian Girl Autumn isn't so much a season as it is a vibe, a perspective, a way of presenting yourself to the world, but you hardly need any of these instructions. You're already well-versed in Christian Girl Autumn. So there's only one question. How many of these classic classic Christian Girl Autumn things have you done to bring in the season? Let's see how many of this fucking shit I've done. Uh, I am not a Christian girl, um, and I have not been celebrating Christian Girl Autumn. It's Fat Guy Fall. We're celebrating Fat Guy Fall this year. Fat Guy Fall is coming in. Boycotting the Resident Evil franchise until they change the name to Resident Kindness. Christian girls don't play video games. Fucking, if, if we're going to take any subgenre of women who play video games. It's not Christian girls. That's for sure. Even then, I'm not a big fan of the Resident Evil games. Maybe I should find a Resident Evil game I like, but I haven't found one yet, so it doesn't matter. Pumpkin Spice Toothpaste. Jesus Christ. Pumpkin Spice Toothpaste. Does that, does that exist? I'm going to have to Google that shit. Um, Alright, let's pull it up. Pumpkin Spice Paste. Um. Well, I see the meme for Crest and a Philadelphia cream cheese pumpkin spice, which could make sense. I could see people. Um. 
Pumpkin Spice Toothpaste. Can I find an Amazon ad for this? Can I find an Amazon ad for Pumpkin Spice Toothpaste? Fucking BuzzFeed pumpkin spice products that don't exist. I don't. I, I don't think this exists. I think this is. See, it's like BuzzFeed is the bottom of the barrel, and for somehow this is even farther down of it. Like how you don't think you can get any lower than this fucking relevant magazine making up shit about fucking pumpkin spice toothpaste. Um, guessing the enneagram of everyone on Selling Sunset. Don't 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 fucking know what that is. Uh, leaving a trail of Harry Potter books from your front door to a giant hole in the ground in order to trap the devil. What? Is this just fucking nonsense? I just pulled up an article that is fucking nonsense. Um, adapting Hamilton into a Christian stage musical. That was one church. That was one church who did this. Uh... If we're, like, making a checklist of, like, how many of these have we done? Uh, there was one goddamn church who did this bullshit, and they're getting sued into oblivion. I can't imagine this church is going to survive much longer. Uh, fucking Broadway is a big thing. Hamilton is a big musical. Um, the fact that the creators, like, lawyers are just going to do their things, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. You people don't. If you haven't listened to, I think it was last week's episode. The copyright laws and performance laws under musicals are so extreme, and that church is so fucking screwed. Like some of y'all don't even understand how screwed they are. Chaperoning the unruly teens at the church harvest festival party. Now, I have been to the church harvest festival party. Um, I went to like. One in college was, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually, I'm not necessarily chaperoned. I've been an appropriate age at a harvest festival party. And to be honest, though, like, when I think about, like, my church days, those weren't necessarily the bad shit. Uh, the, the worst shit was, like, fucking worship bands I played in and shit like that. That was, like, the worst shit. <laughs> like, when I think about that, you're like, oh, my God, dealing with this and, like, this toxic human being who... One sings her way and who has no fucking talent. And he's like, I mean, this person can't play drums. Let's let them play drums on Sunday. I'm like, no, let's not fucking do that. It's a distraction. Um, hacking into Facebook to take the entire site down for nearly a whole day. What the fuck are you talking about, Relevant? Did one of your writers find memes? Okay, we're going to want to... I usually do the writers. I don't know why I, don't, I haven't done it yet. Um, where the fuck is the name of the writer? Where the fuck is the writer? It's by Relevant. Relevant's making this shit. What the fuck is going on with Relevant? Like, or fucking hacking into Facebook, take it down? That was last year for like one, eight hours. Something like that. Some, some fucking MAGA supporters couldn't do their fucking research for an entire day. Fucking looking off Facebook or shit like that. One time, I don't know, I have a friend, she's anti-vax. I'm like, okay, if vaccines are bad, send me a science, scientific journal. Journals are what actual scientists use. Send me a science journal on why vaccines are bad. Because uh, I know there was only one ever made in like 1999. And uh, it's now been proven to be bullshit. 
She sends me, instead of a science uh, journal, she sends me a link to holisticmommy.com. Five reasons why you shouldn't get the tetanus shot. I'm like, okay. Um, and those are the people who do research on Facebook. Um, and the next one, carving a pumpkin with Brene Brown's face. I have friends who know actual Brene Brown. Um, I, I'm not going to make a comment because I don't actually know who she is. Uh, reading this present darkness to all the neighborhood children. See, you know, I grew up Christian. My mom's still super evangelical. But she just likes to sing small children in cute costumes. And so that's why she she let us do Halloween. And so, like, I'm glad she was normal. And she was very into us, me and my brother, reading uh, as kids, you know, because she was, a, like, a teacher and she wanted us to be read. So, like, me reading Harry Potter, she was just like, well, I just want you to know... Uh, that some people don't agree with Harry Potter because it has witchcraft in it, but I, you understand that this isn't real, right? I'm like, yeah, I understand. Uh, this is a fiction book, and uh, none of this shit is real. And that's why all Christians, it's witchcraft. I'm like, it's not real. Do you believe witchcraft? That means, that's the funny thing with, when that's actually, that's a good, real, I've just been, I'm thinking out loud right now. I'm thinking, people who don't like Harry Potter because it involves witchcraft believe that witchcraft is real. I'm here to tell you it is not real. I'm here to tell you that witchcraft is not real. Uh, that is all bullshit. It's like your horoscope. Your horoscope is bullshit, too. Uh, the stars in the sky will not, cannot define your personality. People who believe that don't have a good personality. That's just them, okay? So uh, do, not, uh, do not get mad at that. Um, filming a two-hour do YouTube documentary on how Taylor Swift's Midnights will be about Esther. Are you fucking stupid? Are you, how fucking stupid are you? Like, you know, Taylor Swift announced she's going to be releasing a new album. She, she called it Midnights because this, the idea was these are all these songs that kept her up at night, especially Midnight and stuff like that, this time of day. Uh, things that she struggled with and things that kept her up at this time. Why the fuck would it be about a book in the fucking Bible? Why would she do that, Relevant? What the fuck is wrong with you? Rel this is re said by Relevant. So everyone on the staff at Relevant right now is a fucking idiot for thinking that Taylor Swift is going to fucking write an entire album about the book of Esther. You're fucking stupid. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, Taylor has shown no sign that she's religious. And she's like, I'm going to base a whole Bible, a whole album off a book in the Bible. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck this. Fuck relevant. Fucking, fuck, fuck your church. I don't, I don't even, <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm just trying to end my anger. Um, a fashionable hat with a brim wide enough to protect your identity from government drones. Okay, so I was like, I know people with those fucking wide brim hats, and I was making fun of them then. Like, to cover up wide brim, <laughs> fucking, cover from the fucking government and their drones. I've never seen a government drone. I've never seen it. I've never seen one. And, uh, honestly, if a government wanted to track you, it's gonna be on your goddamn fucking phone. So, shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ, I'm getting angry. Uh, proving once and for all that Bigfoot exists and that he is pro-cancel culture. God damn it! Fucking relevant magazine. You're fucking like, Bigfoot exists? And, and you know, like, my dad, he, he, he always enjoyed the Bigfoot documentaries. 
and he's dead. So everyone, take a drink. I know if you play the Cancel Sweets drink game, you gotta drink. Um, anyways, though, like he loved Bigfoot. He has like my brother got some like Bigfoot socks to wear at his funeral, and then there's like this stone statue of him of Bigfoot, which I think you know if we ever switch from the green screen to an actual like to a bit a different kind of studio or whatever, I think we're gonna get that in the background. Uh, and stuff like that. And you're like, you know, that's cool. Bigfoot exists. And he's pro-cancel culture. He's pro, wait, he's pro-cancel culture. It's like, uh, you know how, uh, Jared Fogle, uh, was into child pornography? You know, Bigfoot's down for that. Shit, fuck. We're like, and I love the fucking comments I get on my fucking YouTube page. He's like, well, cancel culture's not going to win. Like that. The show's called Cancel Sweezy because I'm going to say some stupid shit. That's all it is. And they're like, I'm going to get canceled. That was the joke. That's the fucking joke behind it. Now you brought fucking Bigfoot into it. Now I think about my dad. And now I just want to fucking punch someone in the face at World of Magazine. Uh, figuratively, of course. Obviously. Figuratively, of course. Um, build it, building your own fully functional imagination station. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, you know what non-Christians call an imagination station? Uh, taking mushrooms. Um, maybe you can take some goddamn mushrooms, figure some shit out. Um, this one, I, I saw Super Smash Brothers, and I know I'm gonna get angry. Uh, teaching the Super Smash Brothers to talk through their differences and forgive each other. Okay. Okay. Uh, now I have to fucking explain this. Am I autistic? Probably. Now I'm gonna have to explain this shit. Um... The game Super Smash Brothers, part of the idea is, like, you have these little trophies, and, like, and they kind of look like toys, and the idea is a child pretending these toys are fighting, and it's fun. Kid just playing with games. Uh, the actual game is based on typical arcade fighting games, but they kind of mastered and tweaked it so many generations, and now it's a great game, and stuff like that. Um... And the joke is to use Nintendo and other video game characters uh, that can fight each other out. So it's like the idea of Super Smash Brothers is like this character is so good that it needs to be recognized in Super Smash Brothers as a fighter character. That's the idea behind it. And uh, talking to the differences, I don't think you understand the goddamn point of the fucking game. Uh, so fuck you, relevant. Um, Singing Shout to the Lord at the local karaoke spot four times in a row in one visit. No one... Oh, I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. I've done karaoke... Uh, I, I can guarantee I've done karaoke over a hundred times. A hundred... I've gotten triple digits on karaoke. I'm going to tell you, no one fucking does this shit. Uh, the only time even... Something even close to Shout to the Lord is played is when we pick out a stupid patriotic song and put someone else's name in it who does want to sing. Only time even close to it, and it's a patriotic song. Uh, no one's going to pick fucking Shout to the Lord. If they do, um, Jesus is going to be mad because they're not in the Bible. Because uh, you're not supposed to drink at church. You're not a real Christian. Okay? Uh, writing a 45,000-word defense of the Rings of Power. It's been two episodes out right now. And first of all, I also want to say, Josh Casey says I'm wrong, but uh, this isn't too much of a spoiler, but in The Rings of Power, there's The Stranger, name of the character. When you get to it, you get to it. Uh, nothing is spoiled yet as of this coming Wednesday, 
uh, when this episode released, but then Friday could come out and something could be revealed. Um, I believe this stranger is Gandalf. Josh says, no, it's the second age, and Gandalf came around in the third age. Shut the fuck up, Josh. You're fucking, you're the one who, you had a subscription to this magazine. Uh, that's fucking Gandalf, and I'm going to be right, and I'm going to brag about it on this podcast. Um, taking a fall, fall vacation to the beach that makes you old. I've never heard of that. No one, no one does that. Okay, here we go. Emailing Sufjan Stevens a Dropbox link for Massachusetts, your 18-song demo tape tribute to the Bay State. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm going to tell anyone this. I like Sufjan Stevens. I'm a big fan. If you email Sufjan Stevens and he doesn't know you, stop playing music. I want to break your hands so any music you make cannot be made. And you're like, well, I don't actually play an instrument. I'm a singer. Let me choke you to death. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to choke you to death. Don't email Sufjan Stevens your goddamn shitty-ass music. That's the last person you want your shitty music going to. Even though I really like Sufjan Stevens. But I don't want your shitty-ass music going to him. Because I love Sufjan Stevens, but a lot of his fans make the shittiest fucking music. And I don't want to hear 18 songs about fucking Massachusetts. He gave that up for a reason. Finally, though, handing a chick tracts instead of candy at Halloween. Just go fuck you. Just hand out candy at Halloween. Um, you deserve your... If, if someone... Kids, kids listening to the show. I don't know why you're listening to this. You have terrible parents if you're listening to the show. Um, if, if, if you're... If someone hands you out a tract for Halloween about Jesus and shit, burn their house down. I, I'm not saying... I'm I'm not saying that you should you should burn their house down. I'm not giving you that message, but maybe maybe you can figure that out. Uh, oh, there's the score. Um, turns out how many of these have actually done? Um, it turns out zero of these. So oh, I did zero. One to so I guess I fall into one to seven. I guess fall season more like fail season. Try a few more Christian girl autumn activities and then come back for a whirl uh, and. Uh, the other ones don't matter. Look, everyone, Fat Guy Fall is taking over, and you better fucking like it. Fat Guy Fall is here to stay. Man proposes and God disposes. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? The vibes are on. Then all of a sudden, you are out of cold ones? Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor, Drizzly, is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. 
What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button, and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself, and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards. It was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, so it's time for Ask Shweezy, the part of the show where I answer questions that you have. Some of you may hide that you're having, but I know most of you have these questions. I know most of these questions are in your thoughts, in your minds, in your hearts, in your souls, and you need to know meaning behind all these uh behind all these questions and i'm here to tell you that i will have some answers uh for you in regards to these questions so let's just fucking get right into it let's go to our first question uh we we have no time to waste here no time to waste we have a lot of time so much to do so much to see so it's long we take the back street um first question we got i love dilfs but i don't know how to get one what uh, I absolutely love DILFs, uh, D-I-L-F-S for the listeners, dads, I like to fuck, uh, similar to like MILF, mo- muddy, mommy, I'd like to fuck, mother, or whatever you want. How do I get one, or how do I at least get to experience one night with one A's, one at, oh, okay, as most of the time, they are married and have kids, so I don't want to ruin a relationship, Okay. Uh, first of all, you need to remember where you put your fucking periods, and that's why I don't look... See, here's the problem with this fucking podcast, because I- I'll read something, and it's just very poorly written out, and then I read it for, like, a TikTok highlight or a YouTube highlight, and then some fucking asshole's like, do you know how to fucking read? I'm like, I know how to fucking read. I'm reading someone else's dog shit, okay? Calm down. Anyways, people learn how to spell. Or maybe I should just edit your questions to make fucking sense. Um, anyways, though, you want to find uh, a DILF, which I feel like DILF, I mean, I know it's a real thing, but it doesn't feel like a real Because, like, a MILF, the thing with a MILF is, is to me, I, I think I've said this before on the show, for, for those of you who've never listened before, a MILF isn't necessarily someone who is a mother who you want to fuck. A MILF is necessarily just an older lady. An older lady who is just fucking hot and you want to have sex with. It doesn't matter if she has a kid or not. And some of you may be saying, that's a cougar. But I've also said, a cougar is a hunter. And a cougar will hunt for you. A cougar will hunt for what they want. So anyways, though, so we got that out of the way. So, Dilf, I just think you just want an older man. So, how do you get one? I mean, first of all, I, do, I don't know who you are, so I have to ask the question here. What do you look like? What do you have to offer to the table? So, like, are you, like, a hot 23-year-old girl? Like, finding a DILF will not be hard. Um, you just got to make sure that they're not married. And uh, I know, obviously, if you just want to experience one night with them, like you said here, um, 
if they're willing to cheat, they're probably not that good of a person, and you're not going to want a relationship with them. Um, with that, though, like, see, it's the thing, and I know we're, we're probably going to go more into a lot of this. I have another question I really want to go into more of this with, but for you, you want an older man. Um, and basically, one of the things, I know you older men, um, I, I don't exactly know your reasoning, but most women... We're going to generalize here because this is a podcast, and this is for a lot of people to listen to. Uh, generally, though, when a woman wants an older man, she wants someone who is uh, done messing around. He wants to settle down. That's one thing. He's financially stable. He has a good job. He has sometimes even a lot of money and stuff like that. Because, uh, so, okay, you know, men want to mess around when they're young or uh, men who get rich when they're older. You know, it's like, I'm only going to date a young chick. And stuff like that. So that's where you are. So where do you stand in regards to that? Like, do you, do you have that? Are you hot enough to be with an older man? Stuff like that. That's something that you have to think about. Um, and I think, I guess you never said you wanted a hot older man. So like, yeah, it's good. Besides that, though, um, uh, to find an older man, you just got to find someone who mainly probably thinks that you're attractive and uh, will you make his penis hard. Well, you may want him to want to get his penis hard because his penis probably doesn't get hard. Let's just be honest. It, it, it's a very funny situation. Uh, where uh, old men just sometimes you just boners just go away. You're like, yeah, it's just it's God's sign saying like I don't need to reproduce anymore uh, and stuff like that. So uh, make sure you understand what you bring to the table and uh, make sure you know who the the general sense of who you want in regards to that. So that's what you need to. That's what you need to understand. Our next question here. Where do men feel the urge to pee? I'm at a party and someone wants to know, but none of the men will answer. Do you feel the urge to pee at the tip of the penis, at the pubic bone, or somewhere else? Uh, As we've said, pee is stored in the balls. That's why it's called a penis. Those of you who know, they know. This was what I was foreshadowing. Um... So, yeah, and some of the women are like, why? I'm a woman. I don't have balls. Your balls are inside your body. Like, you know how the vagina has 300,000 parts to it? Uh, I'm like, I, I'm just happy I know where the clitoris is. G-spot. We're not getting, though. We're not going there. Um, anyways, though, where do men, uh, men feel the urge to pee? Women obviously feel it in their balls, the internal balls that they have. Uh, men feel it in their balls. No. Uh, pee is stored in the balls. But do we feel it in the balls? Um, so, okay. So I guess it, this is different for every man because I actually did hear, I think it was on Dr. Drew after dark, I did originally hear this uh, specific circumstance. Um, many, it, it, I guess it's not necessarily the same for every man, uh, but I think it's generally in like, the groin area is where you're going to feel it. Cause I think that's the closest to your bladder, um, or something, something similar to that though. Like, um, if I'm going to answer the question for myself, I'm going to say it's in like the groin area, my FUPA. Um, I'm, I'm blessed. Hashtag a blessed, uh, man proposes and God disposes to have a FUPA. Is that even, can men have FUPA? I think men can have FUPA. Yeah. Men can have FUPAs. Um, that uh do they feel at the tip of their penis um so yeah i feel it like my balls and my dick and a little bit towards in me when i feel like i have to pee uh that's my general sign so basically i think the rule is 
Uh, the science actual term for all of this is that uh, when you have to pee, your body gives a signal, and there's a specific area in your body that gives you the signal like, hey, I have to pee. Like, your rectum gives you something like, hey, I have to take a shit, or I have to fart. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, you have to find out. Sit on the toilet, sit on the bidet for a couple minutes, and uh, figure out, like, oh, there's no shit in the water. Well, at least my ass is clean. Um, so, yeah, I think, no, it is weird, though. Uh, you feel it in your, technically, you feel it in your bladder, which is your balls, obviously, also, and you also do. And in your other ball, you feel it in your other ball, too, for all the men wondering, because pee is stored in the balls. That's why it's called the penis. Penis. Um, but anyways, I know you feel in that general area. Um, I don't, do you feel in the tip of your penis? Well, I feel in the tip of my penis, but it's also, I feel in other areas too. Um, but I also don't have the best bladder. So, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who will like, if I need to hydrate, I will drink a specific substance that helps you hydrate more, which I'm trying to get sponsored this podcast, which is the reason why I'm not saying it, but I have been buying a lot of their products. So I would technically be a very good spokesperson for the products i really would even drink it before i do these podcasts uh that helps you hydrate a little bit more and stuff like that because uh if i'm one of the people i'm gonna i'm gonna be like one of those water jug guys I'm like i'm gonna pee my entire life like i i've literally gone like you know like tv shows on netflix 45 minutes you know whatever and like i have to pee after every episode and stuff like that so i'm like for me if i'm gonna hydrate i'm gonna drink something that's gonna help me stuff like that so anyways though is pee sword in the balls yes it is where do we feel the pee uh everywhere where the pee stuff happens that's where i feel it uh but every man is gonna feel it some men feel it differently in every situation there's no actual answer to this question i'm glad i answered this question on my podcast like, there's actually no answer to this question um i'm just gonna answer how i feel i feel it in my dick and balls folks. That's where I feel like I had to pee. Uh, every man's different, though, so I'm glad I answered this fuck goddamn fucking question. <sighs> about this? Um, why did I yawn randomly? I don't know. <sighs> okay. Alright. Why is it okay for women to say, I own the deck, guys, over six foot, but when Leonardo DiCaprio dates only women younger than 25, it's not Okay. Recently, there have been some posts slash memes on Reddit, TikTok, other social medias about Le DiCaprio changing his girlfriends after they reach 25 years old. I've seen a lot of comments under those memes slash posts saying it's wrong and he has some psychological issues, etc., etc. But when there are posts in some women's bio saying, I only date guys over six feet, the comments are exact opposite. Everyone can have preference. It's okay to, yeah, it's okay she can date whoever she wants, etc. Isn't it a double standard? So. I'm going to answer the logical question here. Yeah, it's obviously a double standard. What? Um, but um, obviously, yeah, no. We, You think here, let's think about the normies here. Uh, normies like you and me. Um, I'm a little bit over a normie, though, so I don't. Uh, maybe I shouldn't put myself into example of this. But anyways, though, when you think about normal people, think of yourself first and think, it, okay, let's let's think like, you're the you're a you're a ten out of ten. You're a woman who is a ten out of ten, and she says, "I only date guys who are over six feet." And you're like, "Well, you're pretty good looking. You should have those like you know strict qualities to like what you want in a partner." And you know, like you're that good looking, you should expect to have a partner that good looking. 
But then also, you, you're a fat bitch, and you are 225 pounds as a woman, uh, a.k.a. you weigh more than me. Yes, I'm going to say this. I do not weigh 225 pounds. Uh, if I did, it would be in pure muscle. If you're like, I thought you weighed 225 pounds. If I did, it would be pure muscle. Um, and you're like, I want a guy over six, six feet tall. I'm like, listen, if you're, if you're 225 pounds and you want to stay 225 pounds, you're not dating a man over six feet tall. That's for sure. You're dating a skinny five foot one man. That's, that's the only man you're ever going to get in your life. And I'm not, like, trying to shame anyone, like, fat shame or skinny shame or short shame anyone. But that's that's the thing, though. Like, understand who you are and what you bring to the table. Like, what's your height? What's your weight? What? Or how good-looking are you? Do you have abs? Do you have perfect tits? And women, are you skinny? Do you have perfect tits? Are you hot? You know, do you have that for going for you? That's the thing. You have to think about that. You have to think, what do I have going for me? And... And you think of your positives, and then, like, what should I expect out of a partner? And then, you know, if you're overreaching there, like, you got to think about that. So let's think about Leonardo DiCaprio here. He's been a movie star since he was a kid. Ever since he played an R-word, which I'm going to say is Republican. But, you, you know, what's Eden Gilbert Grape? You've seen that movie. Don't, don't fucking, fucking at me here. Um, you've seen the movie. He's been a movie star since he was a kid. He was on Titanic. He did Inception. He did that movie where he fought a bear and almost died, and that's how he fucking won an Oscar. You know, I saw that movie in theaters. Don't, I mean, I respected it. You know, it was a good movie. I think he deserved the Oscar. I think he, he didn't deserve the Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street. He deserved the Oscar for Inception, though. I will say that. Anyways, though, he is an Oscar winner, finally. I remember when he didn't have an Oscar, and you're like, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't have an Oscar, and shit like that, you know? Whatever. Anyways, this guy's been in Blockbuster after Blockbuster. This guy is just super fucking rich. He's and he's like he's he's older now, but he's still fucking handsome. Even when he was younger, he was super handsome. When you're this guy, you can date whoever the fuck you want. Like this guy, this guy is top notch. He's over ten out of ten. He's like twelve. He he at least reaches twelve. If we're gonna be on a realistic scale, we're like. Well, you can't be realistic if you do over 10. And you're like, well, okay. I will say this guy is a 12 out of 10. Not only is he good looking, but he has the talent. He has the career. He has the money to do this. And this is, these are specific things that women want in life. And so the fact that he's like, she turned 25. Eh, I don't want her anymore. I don't want that. Because he's a guy who's like, you know, my life is, I like the, my life, you know. I don't want to be bogged down by a woman who wants a family. I don't want a woman who's old and wrinkly. I don't want shit like that. And, you know, I don't mind a woman who's old and wrinkly. I look like what I look like. You know, I'm okay with that. But Leonardo DiCaprio, he is in, like, God status of, like, if humans could be gods, like, he'd be in God status of whatever that is. And so, you know, he he looks, he works, and he plays the part of, like, being able to be like, you know what, I want beautiful woman to be my date i don't want them to be i want them to be between 20 i want them to be 21 and then when they're 25 i'm gonna break up with them and i'm gonna find another one and you know that it's fine you know he he meets all the standards to be like that the problem is when there's guys like me who are like i want a skinny bitch who works out every day and i'm just gonna be fat 
and I'm just going to be like, you need to be my girlfriend. That's the problem. Like, you like, I can't, I shouldn't expect to be wanting to date a girl who's just as good looking as the girls he dates. I can't be expecting that. And understanding, like, a girl who is fatter than me being like, I want a guy over six foot. You have to realize you're not the perfect catch either. Like, you, you need to understand that. Like, and so when Leonardo DiCaprio says, hey, I want a woman under 25 who's just fucking hot as hell. Like, he's earned that. He has the body. He has the looks. He has the talent. He has the money. He, he can do that. Me, who's just who looks like me, has the money of me, and is who's making jokes about cum at concerts, I can't be like, I want the same woman Leonardo DiCaprio dates. No, I can't fucking say that shit. And uh, guess what? That's rough, buddy. It's, it's pretty rough for me. <sighs> Why do artists not use the mics they record the songs with live? Okay. For example, some artists you record using a Shure SM7B but perform with an SM58. In theory, the mic they record with would sound better, right? Okay. I'm using a SM7B recording right now. I'm pulling it up a little bit right now for those watching the video. And uh, for those of you who are not watching, yeah, I've recorded literally every episode. I think every podcast I've ever done, I think maybe one or two I recorded with a Blue Yeti just for like a portable situation. They've all been recorded on a sure SM7B. And so, and I record all my music on SM7B. So every music, or all the music I've been releasing, especially under Sweezy, SM7B. So, I just want to give you the perspective of, like, this is the mic I record with. Now, I, I own this mic. I bought this mic. I was like, I'm going to use this mic. Uh, and I bought it 2017. I'm like, I've literally gotten the money back from buying this mic by, by using it. I've recorded other people with it. recorded myself with it. Yada, yada, yada. You know? And so, you're talking about, in theory... Uh, why would I not use the mic I'm using live? Now, live, um, actual stuff, I don't care. But if I have to bring my own mic, I bring my, I have an SM57, which if you listen to old Schwedcast episodes, that was the mic I used for the guest. It has this very distinct pop filter on it. And that's not what I use live for the most part if I have to bring my own mic. Um, there, I've thought about other mics to using, but um, I haven't thought too hard about it. And here's why. Because when we're talking about live, so when you're recording music, the music, you're recording music in a specific situation. And the specific situation is that this room is going to sound pretty perfect. Uh, when I podcast, the room's never sounding perfect. Uh, I'm just going to let you all know that. Uh, there's always a fan going on somewhere. But uh, the SM7B does not pick up a lot of room noise. So, so when I talk about SM7B... I record with it, it's pretty good. But if I use it live, the problem is uh, you need a lot of gain to get the SM7B to get going. And most mixers and stuff like that do not have that power. I use an Apollo Twin, uh, and it's a really good interface. It's a $700 interface, but I use it for recording, and I use it all the time. I've gotten my money's worth out of it. I will tell you that. And uh, the gain is put up pretty high for this mic. And it's got his money's worth off of it and stuff like that. But if you're going to use an SM7B Live, you have to buy a cloud filter or something very similar to that just to even get it to 
figure it out because this mic is so very quiet. And the point of it is for stuff like me talking right now. And you're not going to necessarily hear the fan in the background that's blowing on me so I don't fucking die of heat exhaustion or other shit in the background. That's what this SM7B or the mic I'm using right now is it needs a lot of gain to do it. And I have an interface that's good for it, but I also have other things that help me out with it. Now, why would I use an SM57 or SM58 on stage? The thing is, they don't pick up a lot of room noise. So when when you see people who sing on a 58 or a 57 or anything else similar to that, basically all it's going to pick up is that specific person's voice. It's not going to pick up fucking, uh, like, the military flying over your fucking like, or whatever, your performance or whatever, or anything like that. That's why, because with the 58, the cardio point pattern or whatever, how much is it going to pick up? It's going to be loud, and it's going to be whatever the fuck you put right in front of it, which is going to be my mouth, or a guitar cabinet, or yada, yada, yada. But with a 7B, yeah, it's going to require a lot of gain, which most live mixers don't have, uh, and... Uh, it's going to require just people being around in front of it. it. That's why you don't use it. Now, if we're talking about condenser mics, which is a good topic, I want to talk about, I have a condenser mic. Now, if you look at old bluegrass bands, they have like, a, there's a specific condenser mic. It's like a circle type of thing. Uh, if you like bluegrass music, you'll see it, you know, and everyone stands in a specific position and they point towards that mic. It's really cool and it really works out that way. And it's kind of specifically... And everyone's kind of designed to like stand in a certain position to get the best sound, and uh, the you know the mic is specifically designed for that. Condenser mics uh, are also used a lot in studios, and condenser mics. The thing is, they're super sensitive, and so uh, I I have used condenser mics when I first started uh, the Schwedcast back in the day. Uh, one or two people they would always talk on the condenser, and uh, it would just pick up so much room noise. It was so horrible that's why most podcasts are very much dynamic microphones not condenser microphones uh condenser microphones are very much used in uh you know like audio dramas or like you know podcasts like that where they're gonna sit in a booth they're gonna read multiple lines and it's really good it's really great for that but for what i'm doing something like that it would be horrible if i used a condenser mic right now uh you would just hear fucking echo room noise and fans and air conditioning it would be so horrible so uh I hope that explained a lot to you. That was probably a longer rant than I needed to. That was more necessarily into live, just live stand that understanding mics. Um, maybe just to sum it up, microphones are a lot like ears. Some ears don't hear a lot. Some ears hear a good amount when you're right next to them. Some mics, some ears hear every fucking thing. And, uh, understanding that microphones are just ears, uh, but different types, eh, a little bit makes sense. Uh, what the fuck is this? Is having a backup girlfriend cheating? Like making a deal with someone if you're both are single at the time you'll date each other and try things out. Why are people st- saying in touch? I don't know what I'm reading. Um, why is that? I don't, oh, I'm just going to read the title. Why is, is having a backup girlfriend cheating? Here's the thing. I, I guess I'll go on a rant here and say this. Uh, as someone who's backup girlfriend who were like, if we're not, you know, if we're single at this age, will you marry me? And, you know, we agreed on it. And then she got married and I didn't, you know. 
Um, I'm gonna live. I'm gonna go from that perspective on this question. Having a backup girlfriend. What's the problem with a backup girlfriend? Because you're like, if we're not, you know, she's my backup girlfriend. Like, date the backup girlfriend. You're like, she's my best friend, but I want to date other people. You're like, date the best friend. God damn it, dude. That's what fucking like soulmates are. They're just like. Best friends of opposite genders who fuck each other. That's all soulmates are. That's all soulmates are, are just people of opposite genders or genders that want to fuck each other who are best friends. That's all soulmates are. You don't need to complicate it any further than that. And so, like, this idea that you're like, oh, well, we're going to be backups for each other, like... I don't know. As someone who's older, I'm 29, so I'm I'm almost 30, and I'm a crypt keeper for anyone under 20. Um, if you if you decide that you're like, I have this girl who's like she, we're gonna marry each other if we're both alone by a certain age. I'm like, if you agree to that, just fucking marry each other. You both like each other enough at that point to be like, hey, I think that I like you a lot, but not that much. I'm like. Just fucking swallow your pride, realize what the fuck is wrong with you, or stop fucking leading another person along. That's another thing. Stop leading another person along if you're going to be like, you're my backup. So you're either leading them along, or you're like, I actually want to be with you. But there's something in between us, whatever the fuck that is. So um, my logic would be, shut the goddamn fuck up, and uh, just fucking marry that person. Because you clearly, there's there's a clear soulmate possibility there just figure that shit out i don't know what you're fucking going on a rant about like well this is my backup girlfriend in case uh or whatever shut the fuck up why are people saying to touch grass online okay this is not a fucking complicated situation apparently i'm gonna answer this goddamn question like what you need to touch some grass like apparently that there's there's some idiot online who's uh, been in their room all summer. Uh, I guess we're at the end of summer. Best get, I bet you're going back to school at this point. And you're like, why? Are, why is everyone telling me I need to touch grass? And you're like, well, god damn it, dude. Okay, well, the reason they're telling you to touch grass is the idea is that you've not left your bedroom ever, and. Uh, I know well, I have a lot of friends who've not left their bedroom in a long time, and they're like, "I'm my mom doesn't care if I leave my bedroom. She just tells me to come out and get my chicken nuggets." I'm like, "That's who you are right now." If you're questioning why you're like, "Why is everyone telling me to touch grass?" That's why you're living with your mom, and you're not like you know. There's nothing wrong with living with your parents. I know some people are in the situation when they have to, and I'm talking to myself a little bit. But anyways, though, but, like, you have to, like, be making your own money or some shit like that. And I know you could be struggling to make your own money, and you're like, yeah, I'm trying, but I'm not making my own money. It's okay. But anyways, though, we're not talking about those people. We're not talking about the people who are trying. We're talking about you. It sounds like you're not trying to uh, do anything. It sounds like you're fucking playing League of Legends. And you're like, how'd you guess League of Legends this is the game? And I'm like... Because those people don't leave their rooms, they don't shower, they don't do anything. League of Legends, also, League of Legends fucking sucks. Stop playing League of Legends. It's like, click, 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 click. If the game is clicking your mouse, it's not a good game. Like, you know, you know if I play a game with, and I'm a controller guy, you know, I like playing games with controllers. I'm like, 
if you can't play a good game of controller and get good at it, just it's it's for virgins. And you're like, click, 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 you're dead. Click, 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 you're dead. This mouth sucks. That's why I died. Shut the fuck up. Uh, the reason why they're telling you to fucking touch grass is because you haven't gone outside ever. And also, you should probably take a shower before you go outside. I I love I saw this on TikTok and I'm gonna copy it and pretend it's me right now. So we're gonna do this uh, for this. What? Um, a teacher was like. Hi, everyone. I'm your teacher for this year. I play video games. Anyone here play video games? And it's a couple students for his hands. What games do you play? And one student's like, I play League of Legends. like, I noticed that. Here's some deodorant. <laughs> and you just give me the deodorant. Because if I was a teacher, I'd fucking do that. I know a lot of friends who are teachers. And like, yeah, I'd give my students fucking deodorant. Shit like that. Anyways, though, uh, why are people telling you to touch grass? Uh, because you spend all your time on the fucking internet and playing video games. Go outside, take a shower, uh, maybe, um, unless you're making money from streaming, or at least trying to make money from streaming, I'll let, I'll let those people slide. Um, you need to go outside and grass. It's like, I, was, I had roommates in college, I'm like, you guys play League of Legends literally your entire, like, every day of your entire lives. Why don't you try to make a job out of this? They're like, no, I don't want to do this for a job, and shit like that. And I'm like, okay, well... That says a lot about what you want to do in your free time. Anyways, though, our last question. Do musicians slash singers typically listen to their own music recreationally? I would imagine that most musicians slash singers enjoy the general genre that they perform in, and I understand that in many, the act of playing an instrument or singing is enjoyable in the same way any hobby is, and that they will have to listen to their own music as part of the production process to practice or evaluate their own work. But I'm wondering if musicians or singers listen to their own music whilst they are sitting down or relaxing or working out or any of the myriad other situations one listens to music in. I like this question. So, um, in regards to actually making the music, yes. Whether you want to or not, you're going to be listening to your own music you have to very much evaluate, self-evaluate everything when you're listening to your music, you're listening to mixes, everything. Everyone's if they're like original artists and they're making recorded music, yeah, they're gonna have to listen listen to their own mixes. It's just part of the production process and you're at wanting to know, hey, am I tuned correctly? Do I need a redo of vocal take? Is Ed this whole album mixed correctly? The song mixed correctly? The song sound good. What should we do? Should we redo anything? Should I go back into the studio? Redo a take. I hope that whole exhaustion of what I just told you sounds what it is. Like, so yeah. Uh, anyone who actually makes music is thinking that. Uh, however, in regards to recreationally, um, is a different story because I try to make music that I actually would actually want to listen to. And so I'll listen to music and you're like, Okay, let me listen to this. And, you know, listen to this, listen to me, and stuff like that. So I technically do, but not... It's recreationally, but not... It's a, it's something weird. It's something in between recreational and for actual work for me. When I say, like, hey, I'm going to listen to my own songs for a minute. Uh, sometimes I get drunk, and I'm like, I want to listen to this. And I listen to it, and I'm like, I need to change this, I need to change that. And I remember it, and stuff like that. That's also a point in uh, context that I need to listen to, stuff like that. The problem is, though, um, yes, so we all do. We all listen to our own music in some extent. Um, 
if like the guy's like, I'm really into this shit, and it's like, okay, that's weird. Someone's like, hey, you should listen to this. I want to, I want to get your opinions on it. You know, if that's just your friends giving your opinion on it. You know, and you just want to like, you just want general feedback. And so if your friend does that, you're like, okay, give them general feedback. They want to know. They want to make the best music they could possibly make, and and stuff like that. Uh, but general recreation, it's if they do, it's very occasional. It's very occasional. If it's if it's a lot, uh, it they're narcissists. But if it's very occasional, you, they like to. Sometimes they want to play it to you to make sure you like it or whatever. But at the same time, uh, everyone hates the sound of their own voice, and it's hard for me, who produces my own music, to listen to my own voice. And so I have to kind of overdo it a little bit to understand that shit and like to make sure like, is this a good vocal take or do I just hate the sound of my own voice? And I have to do that too much. More often than most people have to. And uh, I hope that answered your question uh, today in Cancel Shweezy. Anyways, though, thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Shweezy. Make sure you check us out uh, anywhere you listen to the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media at the Shweezy uh, everywhere. My music, it's Shweezy. Just take out the cancel part. Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shweezy. Uh, make sure that you go ahead and if you have an Amazon Prime account, make sure you connect the two and that way you get a Twitch Prime and help us financially without spending any extra money than you do. Patreon page, our tip bucket, uh, a great way to say thank you for being a friend. And don't forget our free shit for the audio only listeners. Make sure you go to our YouTube, uh, subscribe, leave us a comment, uh, make sure you like our show. Uh, share the highlights with all your friends, families, and grandmas, and anyone who would be actual relevant to what you want to do. But obviously, audio on listeners, share and leave us a review, five, four, three, two, one star, or whatever the fuck they say. Anyways, though, honk if you love butt drugs, and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Shweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, If you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, Honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.